0: Welcome to the first episode of the Bull and the Beautiful Podcast, where this podcast will be covering the sweet science of boxing and mixed martial arts with a fun twist. Allow me to introduce myself first. My name is George Phillips. I'm the beautiful one, unlike my co-host might disagree with me. (laughs) I've been a professional boxing and MMA announcer for over two decades. had the privilege to be sharing the ring with Great champions, great fighters, including my co-host, the three-time cruiserweight champion Brian Holstein.
1: Yep, that's me. I am Brian the Bull Holstein, a three-time cruiserweight boxing champion, a, fourth, a two-time national contender, and uh, you know I've been uh, been around the block in this game for over a decade. So it's uh, you know some some fun stories. Don't leave it like that life is interesting brian and in
0: how this podcast even started to become a reality which was basically two weeks ago at minimum is most of your career i got a privilege of announcing your fights and as an announcer there are certain names that we like to do because we can really play with it we can really juice the juice the name up and saying brian the bull holstein was always fun Uh, Wilkins, the Hispanic Hurricane, Santiago, that was another one. And you recently had a fight in uh, Newark, Ohio, against Travis Davis. And we were standing outside the ring just kind of talking after the fight, you being the consummate professional that you are, talking to your fans, talking to your friends that came out to support you. We kind of came up with this idea, and here we are for our first episode.
1: That's right. I want to
0: think... One of the things I think we're going to be covering, and Brian, jump in anytime, is we're going to cover the sweet science, which is boxing. We're going to cover mixed martial arts, which has taken the world by storm in the last two decades. But we're going to add a twist to it because, as you know, Brian, being a fighter, every fighter has a story. Every fighter has a journey. Every fighter has a why as to why they stepped foot in the ring for the first time or they stepped into the cage for the first time. And that's something we want to target as well here, not just who's beating who, who's fighting who, who's the champ, who's not the champ, because there's thousands of places that that do that.
1: Yeah, it's the stories that make the fighters, and it's, you know, hearing the diversity and, you know, what each individual's why is really, you know, sets the scope to where you really enjoy the fights. You know, it's uh, styles make fights, and more importantly, you know, the, the background behind the fighter you know, it makes you that much more engaged with it. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this.
0: This is going to be great. And, and just to talk about a why, is, is your last fight. You know, you uh, fought Travis, you fought yeah. Travis Davis, and as Dave Beaver, the play-by-play announcer for the, for the pay-per-view that the fight was on, shown globally on Combat Sports, we were starting to talk about fight families, and how when you're in this sport. Whether you're a broadcaster and a, and a ring announcer, a fighter, a trainer, an inspector, whatever, you form that, that bond. You may not talk to the person every day, every month, even every year, but there's that fight family type bond. And we were talking about that during your fight, and Dave Beaver made one of the greatest comments I've heard in my two decades of doing this beautiful sport was, the two big brothers are in the ring fighting and all the little cousins are sitting around watching.
1: that's a good way of putting it man first time I heard it yeah I like that
0: and talk about that talk about that fight family like how that works and and how that's explained to to individuals that may not have stepped foot
1: in the ring I mean you know it's uh like you said everybody's gotta get their foot in the door you know for me getting my foot in the door was uh being a nobody and coming in and making my name. And then, you know, as I started making my name, I started giving, you know, other people opportunities on my cards. My cards were getting uh, my fan base and then people coming to see me would then get to see, you know, other people that would you know fight on the undercards and build their name as well. Then those, my fans would be their fans and they would branch out and build their own. It's like if everything started because I helped open the doors, how my perspective, you know, on it is like my contribution for it. So uh when I see guys that have constantly been on my cards or you've know, been uh, associated with my fights, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, you got a brotherhood for, you know, people that aren't in your weight weight class. And then you got a rivalry for people, you know, trying to, you know, take big brother spot, you know what I mean? So it was uh, exactly. that, that's, that's, uh, that's the, you know, me and Travis, bro. It's, uh, he, uh, he, he come around he come around uh, probably about us halfway into my halfway into my current career. I was about five years in when I started getting, uh, you know, people were looking for the next guy to take me off and uh, take me off the top. And, you know, he was the MMA champion, the Ohio MMA champion. I was the Ohio boxing champion. And, uh, you know, it was like, oh, we're talking smack back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, you know, just that rivalry started. And it was, uh, you know, it was, like, it was a goose cooking, man. It was just, it was priming up. And it was like, okay, well, you know, to to get your shot, you got to do something, and you know, I was, the the opportunity came to where, hey, you know, he did enough to where I could now come back and uh, you know put Big Brother, you know, Big Brother against Little Brother, and you know, get to pass the torch, so to speak. So it was, uh, you know, it was a good thing. It's good. The, the story behind it, like I said, you know, the story behind it makes the the fight that much more engaging. It's like uh, you 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 you. You, you see the, the beginnings, you, you're there for all the, the intangibles, and then, uh, you know, you get to witness the great moments. So it's, uh, it, was, it was a great fight, you know, great story to go with it. It was a
0: wonderful fight. And I'll tell you, you know, being the announcer for, for you guys, almost your entire careers and a lot of other guys, two things I always take, take away from it. First of all, it's, it's neat to see somebody that fought on one of our cards And then you're sitting on your couch on a Friday night, you turn the TV on and all of a sudden they're there on ESPN or they're there on the zone and getting that shot at the, at the next level. But back down to your fight, you know, we've all developed that brotherhood and I can tell you for certain, you know, one of the things that we've learned real quick as, as the broadcast team is you leave the fighter alone, you know, about a week before they're, they're in fight mode. They, they power off, but I can tell you for certain the guys from the commission, the guys from combat sports, we were going back and forth all week just how excited we were for that fight. <laughs> you know, because you always get excited to to get to do a show. I don't care if it's USA boxing, you know, Olympic qualifier, if it's a small club show, if it's a title fight, if it's the Arnold, you know, you, if you don't get excited to do your job, You're in the wrong business and get out. It's time to get out and give it to somebody else. But then there's certain fights that you just get geeked out for. And all week we were all, okay, it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday yet. And we just could not wait to see you guys in the ring. And it was just a fun for us, it was a fun experience to see you guys finally get in there. And, and put on a good show and, you know, announcing most of your shows, it was always fun to watch you fight. Cause you always, you always brought a great fight. You always had fun. Well, you, always appreciate tried, that. Yeah. you always tried to steal my microphone after <laughs> every fight. And I, you know, just stick with the boxing.
1: And now I'm just, telling you, know, just try, I'm just trying to flex these vocal, these, these vocal gifts. That's all I was trying to do. That's it. Well, well, here you go. <laughs> so question for you is we
0: talked about earlier on the why. Yeah.
1: So what was your why? My why, uh, why did it, Brian
0: Holstein become Brian the Bull Holstein?
1: I mean, the, the, the start of it is, uh, you know, I, I wanted to make a name for myself. It was, I, I, I come from a, a family where, you know, my dad is the, the guy that people talk in whispers like legend, and you know, you sit there and you're in, in the shadow of, uh, you know, the father, you want to make a name for yourself to you know, make them proud. So I, I found my way of uh you know getting in and doing that and boxing you know through that you know making my name to you know make the family you know do the family good do the family proud i uh you know managed to elevate that to being more than just a hourly worker you know to be, get to be you know pursue this as a career you know make a name and make this uh, this passion my job um and then, uh, you know, come up to the Davis fight It evolved into, you know, it was more like a, uh, I needed for, to deal with the things I had been going through, you know, the, right. the, the cancer and, you know, losing my daughter. I, I kind of needed a redemption. So something, uh, the, 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 there was a big pressure buildup and I had no vent, you know, cause I didn't have boxing. And then I got the opportunity back with the medical clearance from the James cancer, you know, hospital. That's, uh. That's uh, what gave me the, the, the light, light through the, the cracks of the door. And uh, this, was, uh, this was a chance for me to walk through that door. So, yeah. And
0: it's inspiring. It's a story that, you know, in our opinion, guys that have covered you all these years, it's a story that it got told in Newark, in my opinion, should continue to get told. Whether you lace them up again is up to you. But that story of that one particular fight cemented something to a lot of other people that maybe going through something maybe looking at a road that they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel or they don't see a paved path right now and it everything's temporary everything has an end game you're going through something bad there's there's a day that's it's going to stop and yeah. your story has inspired a lot of people and will hopefully continue to inspire people that hey I might be going through this right now but I can get through it And I can do something, do something great. So transitioning, you know, we've inflated your ego enough. (laughs) Transitioning to to boxing, just real quick, you know, it's, it's a free for all out there right now. There are heavyweight, you know, 15 heavyweight champions and all these different things, but there's certain fighters that, that are starting to make names. And as a person who started out, worked their way up to the top, fought on a national level, fought on pay-per-views that were seen in multiple countries, had three belts put around their waist. There's this guy named Jake Paul, Mm -hmm. and he's fighting a guy named Tommy Fury. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be fighting in February. Now, opinion on that, thoughts on that, whether it's him as a fighter, that fight itself, where, where does someone who's done this as their profession, as their craft, you know, look at something like this.
1: I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a little biased. Cause you, you know, you know how that triller the thriller fight got set up or, uh, I was at the Barkley center in Brooklyn, right. Where I found out I had the leukemia. You know how that came about? Yep. There's certain, there's a certain somebody that was supposed to fight a certain somebody on that, uh, triller fight in Cleveland with Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul. And, uh, somebody's, uh, s- somebody's management didn't like uh, my resume. So, my resume was too tough for them. If you catch my drift. Yeah. So, sure. uh, looking at a guy like Fury, um, his, uh, his, he's, he's uh, on paper, he looks good, you know, undefeated. Right. Um, but then you go back and you look at the people he's fought he's fought guys that are like, Oh, and 27, 0 and 35, one and 12. Like, you know, you fight enough tomato cans, you, you know, you can, you can, you can look like you own the soup kitchen, you know, but it's, uh, when you, when you go out there and you fight somebody like Jake Paul who takes, uh you know, I, you can't, YouTube sensation, whatever, the guy's an athlete. And, uh, you know, when you take a athlete that has a drive and, you know, a competitiveness, you're not against somebody that's just been stacked up as a, you know, I'm the, I'm the baby brother of the heavyweight champion of the world and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Tommy is sitting in shoes that he's not ready for, and I think Jake's going to expose it.
0: I do too. And you know, Jake. A lot of people, and, and I'll be honest with you. When when the when it all started, I was on the fence about it. You know, more I come from more of the purest background, and here's a guy that really hasn't fought before, and he's headlining cards. He's in spots that you know, maybe he took away a spot from somebody on an undercard, on a, on the yeah. TV portion of the undercard. And at first I was on the fence. And then he moves to Puerto Rico, basically. Buys a house, buys a gym, and he's there constantly training. I'm starting to get the opinion and the, the view that he's taking this seriously. He's actually, you know, he has, he's been blessed enough to have the financial means to where he can do this as a full-time job. And he's taking it serious. He's training every day. He's learning the craft. He's bringing the best people in. He's fighting a name of Fury. Now, you and I just talked about the record and the tomato cans in the soup kitchen. But to the casual fan, Fury is Fury, regardless of, of record. When Jake Paul steps in that ring and, if we're both correct, takes care of business, do you think that will solidify him a little bit more? To the casual boxing fan, as a legit fighter, legit contender, and not just some novelty act.
1: To the to the casual watcher, yes. Um, to I think uh, how do I? I think he's getting on the job training, you know. And I can really relate to him in that aspect. And it's uh, you know coming from a limited background in the game to you know having a late start as a professional to you know doing what you're doing with platform, be able to do do it on, and you're you're doing it right, you know whether you know whether the people like people, the professionals like me you know I, I sit there and look at oh well you're fighting you know retired mixed martial art uh, fighters or you're fighting this fighting that you know he's a, he's actually fighting a boxer right now so I mean he's gonna gain uh, a little bit of respect from people like me but I think he's gonna garnish a lot more respect and attention from the casual fan because they're gonna say you know, or they're gonna see him actually lacing up with somebody that is doing this as a profession with that's young in the game. That's got victories over multiple opponents, regardless of the record. So casual fans definitely gonna embrace him. I think he gains a step towards embracing, you know, the the veterans of the sport. But I think he really needs to. I think this this should better be a a stepping stone to get him into more solid competition. I don't want to see him fight a Tommy Fury and then go after like a. Uh, Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor, you know, people there own the game. Like Floyd is and Floyd is, you know, what do you call it, the best ever, TBE. Um, but with age, I just I don't want to see just money fights. You know, we've right. seen too many, we've seen too many money fights. We haven't seen any heart fights. You know, I think the last heart fights that were fought, you know, you could talk Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, you could talk, you know, uh, going back further, you talk Mickey Ward and Arturo Gatti. Yep, you know, just going to say that. Yeah, bro. You could talk, uh, uh, you know, the, the Sugar Rays, the Tommy Hearns, you know, the, the the Haglers, like, you know, talk that era. I mean, you just – those were fights that, you know, people put heart and reputation in. And that's, that's where the void is in boxing now. Who can right. bring that back?
0: I agree. And, you know, back – Back in those days, it was legit one versus legit two. You know, yep. the, the the Hagler-Sugar Ray fight, which we're going to talk about on another podcast because I think that decision might have been interesting. But um, but you had Hagler and Hearns in 1985. You know, one of the most brutal three rounds, probably one of the most like Rocky movie type fights you'll ever see. You had the Gotti Ward uh, fight and that wasn't even a big fight. That was a 10 rounder in a casino in Connecticut.
1: Yeah. And
0: it just exploded. And they fought three times. And it was probably some of the three best fights I've I've personally ever seen in my life. Was Be those goosebumps, three. bro <laughs> Yeah, They're 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 great. So let's talk to the fans real quick before we before we uh, stop for today. So I, I just saw this podcast is gonna work for those listening. Brian and I are going to do shows together. We're going to interview people together. We're going to talk about the sport together. If something hits the fan in the sport, we're going to jump right on and and talk about it. What we're also going to do is because we are in the same sport, but sometimes walk a different road in the sport to the ring. There's going to be times when Brian is going to be interviewing somebody on his own and it's going to come up. I'm going to see a fighter or I'll be in an event when I'm announcing and see someone there that we think would be good for the show. And I'll interview them and put up. So you're going to get a blend of togetherness. And then you're also going to get a blend of doing some things individually, but it's going to be very entertaining. It's going to be a lot of fun to do. And that's why we're doing this. And we talked about this at at your last fight, you know, this podcast is not to, you know, Go on YouTube and you know jump off of a roof and and get a million views. This is an outlet. Although I would do that, this is an <laughs> out-
1: yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, let's
0: go. Uh, you know, this is an outlet for for two people who have been in the sport probably for a combined almost forty years to just just talk about their experiences, talk about what they've learned, talk about their whys and their stories, and then throughout the podcast we'll tell our stories and how we got to where we are in in what we do uh, for the sport. So I intro the show, anything you want to say to before we close
1: this out today? I think there's uh, you know, like I said, talking about the void, void leaves room for opportunity and, you know, with opportunity comes stories. And, you know, if you want to get the raw stories, the, the, the behind the scenes action, the view from multiple, from people at multiple angles, you have multiple vantage points, you know, this is where you listen. So you exactly. know, stick around it's going to be fun we got the bull and the beautiful i, I think you're
0: beautiful as well but that's right you know, baby <laughs> you, 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 but you but you are the bull you will always be the bull no matter where your life life takes you and before we close i just want to say for this first episode if you're a boxing fan go on youtube type in brian holstein not only will you hear the best introduction in boxing but you are going to see some great fights from him throughout the years a lot of them are up online uh, take a minute and, and watch this guy fight and then you'll understand what he talks about here and the why he brings to it and it's been a true privilege number one to share a ring with you number two to call your fights and number three to call you my friend
1: definitely my friend bro first and foremost um, so I, I much appreciate you thank you for this this is everything right here
0: it's this is going to be great and so that's it that's the first episode just a quick teaser of what is yet to come So we are available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you download The Bull and The Beautiful. Like it, rate it, review it, or whatever those people say. I'll get that down pat at some point. But until (laughs) then, we want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of Brian The Bull Holstein, I am George Phillips, and we will see you on episode two. The Bull and the Beautiful would like to thank Key on Sports Media Group. Visit them now at keyonsports.com. We'd also like to thank Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders. Visit them at neosportsinsiders.com for great sports coverage from two amazing sites. And we'd also like to thank the Ohio Combat League. Visit their website, ohiocombatleague.com, Ohio's premier boxing and MMA promotion. Yay!